All right, all right. Hello, Aaron. <laughs> ring, ring, ring. Beep, ding, beep. Ding. Dude, honk, honk. Hong Kong. Are you, uh, Ty, you caught me at a sweaty moment in time. I'm parked outside in the blistering sun. I had the AC cranked uh, earlier, just moments ago, trying to cool down the car before I uh, hopped on the horn with you. Um, But it's not working too well. Pun intended there. So you're telling me, Eric, you are tapping into this episode from a vehicle? You could say that this is a drive through episode, Ty, because, yes, I am, unfortunately, a uh, prisoner in the, uh, in the Tesla Model S Plaid Edition. Uh, well, that's a really weird coincidence, Eric, because I'm also in a vehicle right now. It's a smoking hot day. I just had to put the roof on the Hellcat so that I could <laughs> uh, create a very quiet environment for this episode, but I think the... Uh, the old old Toyota Matrix is going to be my my new studio, Eric. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's uh, that's really good to hear, man. There's uh, lots of insulation going on, you know, just in a little cocoon um, wrapped around me. So uh, I'm I'm excited to pod with you. What it uh, is a cocoon, dude. But here's the thing: it's quiet, but it's also smoking hot in here. Recording in a car makes me so sweaty. I feel like I'm a little tiny pickle in a toaster oven right now. Or perhaps a little chihuahua or something like that left inside of a car, neglected. Yes, yes. I, you are empathizing with our canine friends on hot summer days. I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm empathizing with our salamis and our melted cheddars. Uh-huh. Which, One of us has to uh, do it. Yeah. I, I wouldn't call it's, myself a sandwich sympathizer, but uh, if you want to play that role in this podcast, you're more than welcome to. I got to ask Eric though, you'd obviously never leave your dog or your, one of your many babies from your baby mamas in a hot car. Would you leave a Subway sandwich in a hot car? And if yes, for how long? <laughs> Much like a slow cooker. Uh, I would give it a try. Yeah. I don't, I don't mind. You ever like uh, go to the beach and, you know, leave the, uh, leave your sandwich out in the sun for a little minute, just you know, before you, you know, split it in half with your partner. Similar idea. <laughs> right. But at the, at the beach, you have this salty air to waft away the bacteria. I think a foot-long sandwich, Eric, in this sweaty prison would be very similar to my two sweaty foot-longs in my sweet Coke sandals right now, which is quickly developing bacteria. <laughs> I would, um, I mean... How long would you prepare anything for a meal? Two hours max? Like, if you're cooking for more than an hour, there is a serious drop-off in terms of, like, uh, quality. Or, like, uh, you know, diminishing returns, let's say. Like, if you're you're cooking for, like, eight hours, it's, like, the difference between seven and eight hours, you know, bubbling around on the stove is very, very small. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I would say around an hour, like, the same amount of time it takes to you know make a nice little chicken breast or something like that on, on the yeah, stove yeah yeah it's totally asymptotal where your commitment to the meal actually will make the meal worse at a certain point i would think like mm-hmm. that's why sandwich artists who are working on a sandwich for eight hours a day the la- that <laughs> the, the 12 inches you eat on, at the eighth hour 
is going to be substantially worse than potentially like the one hour or two hour mark. Yeah, you're hundred percent right about that. Thank you. Um, no one wants a tired sandwich artist. No, not at all. Speaking of tired, Ty, I've been uh, ripping around all day today and feeling quite exhausted. Uh, just, uh, you know, been running around doing errands, uh, consequently being late for meetings, mm-hmm. um, taking meetings in the car, um, on my, on my Chris Black shit, but mm-hmm. Ty, I need something to pick me up now. I'm, you know, I'm waiting for Bay. I'm picking her up pretty soon. And where should I go eat? Well, what, should do I drink? You want... what should I eat? Yeah, I would say go for a liquid lunch, not a, not a substantial meal because, uh, with the with inflation, Eric, and supply chain, the only place you're going to get a cheap meal and unlimited vegetables today is the way. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone else has been eliminated, so mm-hmm. I'd say like either eat eat twelve inches of sandwich or go like fill your stomach with some pale ale. <laughs> I will probably do both, to be real honest. Um, Hell yeah! Tie, on a on a hot day like today, it's you know it's thirty degrees here in uh, you know beautiful BC. Mm-hmm. Are you toasting your subs still, or are you going Dude. for a, a cold, a literally a cold cut? <laughs> yeah, does the cold cold cut lower my body temperature? Is the question. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I would still toast because I'm not toasting for the addition of heat, Eric. The heat bread is a terrible retainer of heat. It's not like <laughs> my my back which is very sweaty right now (laughs) or my uh, LP who looks like a dime despite eight years of dating Uh, uh, bread does not retain heat. And I'm surprised by that because it's fluffy, right? It looks like it should, but Mm -hmm. it doesn't. So when I order a split long sandwich, Eric, I'm not ordering it toasted for that a little extra heat. If I want to feel that on my tongue, I'll, I'll throw in a few extra jalapenos. I'm ordering oh, it for man. the crunch. Crunch factor, I got you. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ty, you know, if you grew up in the gutter, you, <laughs> the you mud, would know as that. Future would say. Yeah, if you came out the mud, um, you would know that, you know, we don't have AC. So we have to find ways clever and creative ways to cool down on a hot summer day mm-hmm. that might mean um, you know playing at the uh, fire hydrant busting open a fire hydrant on the street and playing in that or mm-hmm. um, sticking your head in the freezer section at at the bodega mm-hmm. um, or it could be you know if it's lunchtime you could get a ice cold frozen uh, green pepper sandwich <laughs> at Subway <laughs> uh. Yeah, you could totally cool down if you strategically <laughs> ordered your sandwich. Like, maybe you don't go toasted, but maybe you also get... I feel like the coolest sandwiches on the menu uh, in the protein section is your veggie sub. Or, sorry, like like the oh. veggie patty because it's frozen uh-huh. in the middle. Or <laughs> yeah, the t- exactly. The tuna fish because they keep that shit on ice all day. Mm-hmm. And I feel like its globularness retains its... Pr- like existing temperature longer mm-hmm. yeah it's basically an ice pack yeah exactly and you, you really have to go to the veggie patty because that's uh we've you know noticed time and time again every time you get it it's always cold in the middle 
mm-hmm. even if you triple toast your sub. So, yeah, very good tip. Uh, nice way to cool down <laughs> with the sandwich. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I have another sure. idea for you, Ty. So, yeah, yeah. Um, and this might be another benefit of the tuna because if you were to eat a lot of it, say, you might uh, even get some mild form of food poisoning. Mm-hmm. And the cold sweats would, you know, really do a number on your body, cooling it mm-hmm. down. At least mentally. Mm-hmm. Like you, would, you would just mentally like, feel cold. <laughs> tuna fish, the gift that keeps on giving. Mm-hmm. I, would, I will actually funny. just keep swimming. I will actually triple down on the tuna, Eric, because I have one more hypothesis why it's the best sandwich order on a hot day. But you're gonna have to put on your tinfoil hat with me for a minute. Please, I, I love, <laughs> I love my tinfoil. Go ahead. Okay. They always say that you need to stop eating seafood because there's increasing levels of mercury in seafood, particularly <laughs> tuna. So soon, tuna, especially at the old way, you are getting your daily dose of mercury poisoning. Now, mm-hmm. typically, that's bad. But you know what's very good for estimating temperatures? Every thermostat has it in it. That's right. Mercury, Eric. So here's what I think. Over time, mankind is getting better and better at predicting the temperature outside because of our increased intake of mercury. (gasps) Crazy, right? Mm -hmm. Wow. I think you're onto something, dude. That's uh, And that was a beautifully stretched... um, (laughs) way to think about this congrats on that honestly thank you so not only is eating a tuna fish sandwich going to help you immediately cooling down the palate it's (laughs) going to help you in half an hour by giving you cold sweats and it's going to help you throughout your life by enabling you to better understand the temperature outside and then react appropriately Mm -hmm. damn we found um... a purpose for the tuna (laughs) wow finally a purpose for the tuna (laughs) speaking of uh cold sweats and uh you know wanting to die i guess i just have to turn on my car because i'm sweating like crazy and i have the ac going i'm gonna be idling in this uh suburban parking lot now because i have no choice yeah my my guy my guy doesn't care about petrol prices he'll run the ac all day that's right dude i could care less um speaking of not caring about prices though ty i have to tell you about my um, a very triggering moment at a sports event that I took part in. <laughs> okay. uh, you're gonna? Uh, did you take your professional gear, professional attitude to an actual sports game, not just pick I up did. tennis? I did. I brought my um, crafted in Japan um, UV protective lenses, um, mm-hmm. my district vision glasses. I did bring those to a cfl football game uh on saturday and ty let me tell you um the reason why tickets are so cheap is because they know in order for you to like get through the game you're gonna have to drink Mm -hmm. (laughs) like like you can't get you can't sit through this entire like sporting event and not consume alcohol Mm -hmm. and they know this for a fact so they um charge you about twenty dollars for a pint well, that's no no news here, Eric. Stadium food and bevy is always a like a few legs ahead of the rest of inflation. That's right, Ty. Um, 20, they, 20 buckaroos. 
That's true. They've been inflating stomachs long before, you know, uh, Daddy Trudeau has been inflating the market. Hell yeah. <laughs> the minute you like, if you look, think of the circumference of any sports field and then like the immediate outer ring of it is the body fat percentage jumps so <laughs> much from off the field to on the field. What was more, my bill at the end of the game or someone's body fat percentage, average body fat percentage of the stadium? Damn, I got to go with BMI, dude. At a football game? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And so you're watching... Uh, <laughs> just consumed BM, body mass index. Those are all metrics uh, that Baker Rogers Arena uses to calculate their <laughs> earnings every quarter. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, um, I'm sure BMI time, yeah. is probably used as an acronym of Subway as well, like uh, a buddy munched inches. Like how many buddy, <laughs> how many inches you munch, buddy? Oh, let's uh, let's stick to the uh, full full words. Hi, you're you're our acronym guy on this podcast. I don't even know why I bothered. Thank, thanks for giving me my flowers. <laughs> but Ty, I have to tell you about this experience because the drink was only half of the issue, and uh, you know what? It was to be expected because the people who drink are the ones with wallets um, mm-hmm. in this establishment. But Ty, the other half was the twenty-dollar foot-long hot dog that I consumed. Ooh, twelve Jeez. inches of bratwurst. <laughs> twelve inches of dog. I'm a, I was a dirty dog that day. <laughs> you are a dirty dog, Eric. Okay, so tell me a bit more about this. Whole wheat bun or white? Uh, obviously white bun, but no option was given to me um, on this dog day afternoon. Alrighty. And how did you, how do you sauce this bitch up? All the above, Ty, always. Um, and let's, let's, before I even get to the sauce, Ty, I ordered it by using my hands only. <laughs> and you're still, um, you're still on that bit aren't you i'm on that bit uh bay was not impressed neither was the minimum wage employee with acne <laughs> um but i said let me get a, a hazy ipa large <laughs> <laughs> and then i just pointed up my two fingers and i said and and i just like snapped my wrists and he knew exactly what i was talking about Wow, my guy speaks multiple language: Croatian, English, sign language. Mm-hmm. I'm impressed. I'm impressed, Eric. So you were able to successfully make the order. I was. He said, "Say less, King. I got you." Mm-hmm. Um, anything for the misses? I said, "No." Dude, and, no um, girl wants to eat a 12-inch hot dog, especially not in public. Definitely not. Um, she had already got her mini donuts, so we were set mm-hmm. on that front. I did make my way over to the condiment station. Um, it was double-sided. One side had ketchup and mustard in stock, but no mm-hmm. relish. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the lady behind me said, oh, it's out. <laughs> uh, and so I had to make my way to the other side of the station where the same lady followed me. <laughs> and then once I hit the relish on the other side, she said, it's just not the right consistency to be put in this tube. <laughs> and I was She's like trying wrong. to squirt it on. Yeah, I was trying to squirt it on. And I was already three beers in mm-hmm. uh, to this. This is a fourth quarter move to get the foot long. Mm-hmm. Um, and my boy, Ty, my boy is feeling hazy from the hazies. <laughs> and Ty, the, uh, I got to say, once I put some elbow grease into it, 
the relish really squirted a big green glob on the middle of my footlong. So it covered like two inches of it, like completely. But <laughs> but I had uh, the problem is I had 10 other inches to cover and I had no idea what to do. Um, so I just kind of like dabbed it on, you know, mm-hmm. really slowly. Um, and then I looked at the lady. She was still waiting for me to complete this task. Mm-hmm. And uh, she just looked at me with such disgust. Like I had did it by accident or something like I hadn't like planned to put that much relish on. And then I mm-hmm. said, oh, yeah, <laughs> as I walked away. <laughs> uh, oh. That's a certified fresh, fresh footlong right there, Eric. Oh, uh, 100%. I can't believe that the relish industry has not resolved this issue yet. I have never been in a relish situation, whether it be stadium, barbecue, or other, that the relish <laughs> bottle has not, like, exploded like a, like a, a dog crapping all over my my hot dog. Mm-hmm. Wake yeah, up, yeah, relish. A, wake up, big relish, and innovate, please. Like mm-hmm. the problem is they they've been shoehorned into this um, sauce format because mm-hmm. it goes so well with ketchup and mustard on a hot dog. That <laughs> you're right. <laughs> that they have no choice but to fit in with the other other members of the team. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But really, it's you know. It's LeBron James and everyone else is, uh, what's his name? Like like Rondo or something. Yeah, totally. It, it is. You've absolutely described it. We got the popular kids, Ketchup and Must, and they're choosing the format here. They're, they're picking the rules of the game. And Relish, despite being a sleeper sauce, has to play along. That's... That's so sad. I think we need Relish to be in charge now. If Relish was the boss, things would be different. We'd be using little spoons. Mm-hmm. Relish is definitely the Bernie Sanders of sauce. <laughs> yeah, it's too, he's too radical. He's, he's got some he's good too ideas. radical, potentially like on his way out. <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely past its time. Mm-hmm. It's pretty bonkers, um, Eric, that they let you serve your own condiments, though. Like, only at hot dog stands. Go to any fast food, you're not touching that shit. Oh, no way, dude. Because they, they can't trust um, people who go to McDonald's to, like, handle their own sauce. Because mm-hmm. um, they'll just take whatever. But, you know, ketchup and mustard at a football game? I mean, that's a, that's a trustworthy crowd, if you ask me. I guess McDonald's does have free game on the catch-up pump over by the drink machine, which I think is actually not a terrible idea. Like, what if you got to apply sauces at Subway? They just handle the meats mm. and cheeses and veggies, and then you take her over to the condiment section. Pump, 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 pump. There would be no shame in seven sauces. Mm. Yeah, honestly, that's a good idea. It's a good idea. It's a good idea. <laughs> good idea. Um, certified fresh idea. Certified fresh. Ty, you must you you know you you visit suburbs frequently. Um, are you familiar with the Port Moody Rib Fest? <laughs> uh, yes, I am actually. I walked through it once while trying to get to a brewery. Uh, unintentionally, of course, I would never go that close to that many ribs. <laughs> Mm-hmm. They don't serve like tempeh ribs, do they? No, ribs are like the last 
the last frontier, the final frontier of a vegetarian to, of the vegetarian industry to recontextualize. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've conquered wings. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is, though, when the way, the way you guys have, like, recontextualized wings is kind of like a catch-all for any kind of bite-sized thing. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no, there's no, like, artificial bone in a cauliflower wing. You know? mm-hmm. so why would you make like an artificial rib it doesn't make any sense it it's just a corn sense. dog at that point yeah so the <laughs> the rib is kind of untouchable in that sense it's the last wow. holdout and honestly the ribs, ribs are kind of chuggy at this point don't you think they're going a little out of vogue <laughs> um potentially <laughs> i haven't seen uh i haven't seen ribs on the menu in quite some time because i don't frequent the keg um yeah. but I think they're making a slight comeback because ribs are for the people, Ty. You know, it's a it's a cheaper meat and it's fun to eat with your hands. It's not like uh, overly fancy for no reason. Um, you know, a lot of uh, kids love it. You know, I think it's a great dish. And I think it needs to come, make a comeback. Yo, yes, kids love ribs, but the parents of those children hate the ribs. Parents hate this trick when serving kids dinner <laughs> it is ribs man they make a mess they get all over your ribs there, there's yeah, a reason it rhymes with bibs baby yeah ribs and bibs um you're right that is uh, one downside um but i'm excited to like go to rib fest and, and oh. just like mingle with my fellow uh meat lovers <laughs> my, my fellow bmt orderers you know yeah, baby. The thing with ribs and a rib fest is that you're really celebrating the different barbecue sauces. All meat festivals are actually just a barbecue sauce festival in disguise. Mm. Well, I don't think so, because that's something that a vegetarian would say. <laughs> uh, but Ty, meat is, meat is more nuanced than that. Okay, It's all about how long you cook them for if they mm-hmm. are braised if they're barbecue the method of of cooking the um you know how juicy they are by the end of it uh the sauce like you said the size and meatiness of the ribs um like are you getting the um like slender man <laughs> ribs or are you getting the uh <laughs> the Marilyn manson ribs you know I, I guess there are a few attributes of the ribs that you're right, not considering. <laughs> you're saying, are you getting the boneless rib? Is the Marilyn Manson. <laughs> and the slender man is presumably thin ribs, a thin cut. Thin, a thinner, yeah, a thinner, longer one. What's another, yeah. like the DJ Academics rib, like the thick, thick boy one? Yeah, yeah, the, the mm, who's a thick boy? Like a sumo wrestler rib. Yeah, 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 or a little okay, guy, yeah, yeah. little guy Fieri. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a fire rib. You know what I'm talking about. Now, I guess I agree with all those attributes, with the exception of the very first one you said, Eric. And after that, I kind of blacked out, anyways. But um, <laughs> the first one you said on that long list of characteristics of ribs that we didn't need to hear was uh, <laughs> cooking time. And ribs are infamous for breaking our one simple rule about cooking time which is that the longer you cook for, the less you get out of it. There's no ROI on it, as we discussed mm-hmm. 23 minutes ago. That was twenty exactly 23 minutes ago. But 
the thing here is I'm not doing the I'm not doing the cooking. That's true. If someone not, else wants to cook, you're not the time hours, waster. Yeah, if I if I'm like, you know, going somewhere where they've like cooked the entire day before, and they're serving to me today at lunch, then, or they woke up at like three a.m. and did that, then good. Well, good for them. That's that sucks to hear, but their ribs probably slap. Yeah, that's fair. And you're only gonna pay like couple dollars more for their time yeah it's weird with cooking times eric oh sorry go for it no no no. i'm just saying you're you're paying for their time like two dollars for like eight hours right yeah it's worth it yeah the sweat (laughs) equity doesn't turn into real income no i uh, was just thinking about cooking times again and i think it's really weird that you need to cook things at a certain temperature for them to actually work like if you toast your your foot long and you get it like extra toasted, but it's like obviously cooked. But if you just toast it a little bit, it's not really that cooked. But like it's a mixture of time and amount of heat, right? Science 101 with Think Fresh podcast. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking mm-hmm. like if you left your foot long in a hot car for like two days it's mm-hmm. still not going to cook, is it? But it's so hot in there, and it's in there for so long. How come that doesn't cook it? Is it not hot is enough it... or not long enough? Um, I wish I had the answer to this. This is a Think Fresh Applied Science segment. Um, yeah. I can't think of an answer. <laughs> I, I, I am not thinking fresh, and it doesn't even sound fresh. But I want to figure this out because it should it should work. You should be able to, for any amount of time or any amount of heat, be able to cook any meal by leaving it in your car. Mm-hmm. And I'm I mean, thinking this because I'm in the car right now and I'm cooking, baby. <laughs> well, I'm, we're cooking up a nice little potty for the... Yeah, these ribs right are now. slow roasted. Whew. Hey. Right, are we are we really gonna pretend like me and you didn't go for a rib like three weeks ago and it was just like so and they were braised ribs and uh, mm-hmm. they were so well braised that they were just falling right off the bone. Damn, they were melting gonna, your are, mouth. Are we just gonna forget about that right now? I, I may the record show that I did not eat any, but I eat with my nose and they were I was downwind of this platter and it was very aromatic. <laughs> Oh man, this was a good platter, Ty. Too bad you can. That was a good-looking platter. Holy crap! And Holy the way man. that your fingers looked mid, mid rib, <laughs> they were just like gooey, but, but they had this integrity to them. Like you could just like delicately pinch the rib. What there's, there's such contrast there. It's the same thing with like the second half of the six inch. It's getting a little bit lighter, or the second half of the foot long. It's a little bit lighter, so now you can be a little bit more dainty with the way you caress it in your fingertips, but your hand by the second half is covered in those juicy sauces and sloppy tuna juices. So <laughs> it, you see that, you, can you imagine that beautiful contrast that I'm envisioning, Eric? Mm-hmm. All I got from mm-hmm. this uh, topic, Ty, was that we need to ask our sandwich artist to not cut this up next time. <laughs> yeah, and you're going to just we, like we dog it back. We gotta we gotta figure out a way to eat the whole foot long without putting our hands down and like not taking it half time. Wow. It's overtime, baby. 
Yeah, you got to be a real throat goat to lunge <laughs> that back. Did they cut your foot-long hot dog in half at your boring football game the other day? Of course not, Ty. That's where I, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. They came in a long box. <laughs> <laughs> well, it had cu- custom fulfill- fulfillment and packaging. That's incredible. How did they yeah. hand it to you? With two hands or one? Uh, they just like slid it down the table. Mm. Like, they put How it did you tray. hold it? Yeah. I uh, well, okay. I pinched it, Ty. Uh, okay. So imagine much like a esca- excavator, like you know the arm kind of comes down and it's like a claw. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was like exactly game. like that. I, I clawed it uh, from the top, you know, mm-hmm. being, being weary of any relish that could get on my fingers. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I did was I lifted it like from one end. So it was at like a 45 degree angle. One tip of it was in my mouth. <laughs> yeah. Pause. The other tip was <laughs> still in the tray. That way, it was like still perfectly aligned with the tray. That way, any drippage would just land straight back in the tray, and mm. it wouldn't land in la- in my lap or like on my hands or anything like that. So, it was really meticulous, and it worked out really well. Um, yeah, I I, I would recommend it. <laughs> I didn't realize you had a PhD in physics, Eric. That's really impressive. <laughs> Thank you. Thank. Like, I didn't expect an answer so good, actually. I'm, I'm quite taken aback. I do a similar thing with my foot long, though, where while I'm eating it, you don't want it to be perfectly vertical. Toppings will fall out. Nor horizontal as you don't control the toppings. So you want to cock it in like a like a 30-degree angle to ensure that all the condiments and the lettuce shreddus bits work their way to the same location, which is hopefully your safety net, a.k.a. the paper. Mm, yes, absolutely. And I like Man. to, like, cock my arm at the exact same angle while I'm eating. There's, like, <laughs> a parallel that happens. The footlong itself actually becomes an extension of my appendage. Mm. Yes, I, I, can, I can picture it perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you can. You've seen it. Yeah. You know what's uh, a little bit crazy? About what? <laughs> get, get ready for this bombshell. Um, Hit me. You you eat a hot dog, exact same way you eat a taco. You with like a pinch or like a bit of like, a pinch, but I'm also thinking about the head position. Mm. Oh like, yeah, uh, you cock the head, right? Like you almost like leave the hot dog slash taco in place, and then you move your body around it to eat it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like any movement, any sudden movements might frighten the carnitas in the taco that <laughs> will fall out. It must be a quality of V-shaped, like, food vessels. Both a soft taco, mm. hard taco, and a hot dog kind of take on a U or a V-shape. Mm-hmm. Whereas your sandwich is more of a, uh, what would that be, like an L? Yeah, no, well, like I mean... A- yeah, I, I, I know what you're saying. I think listeners do too. But like, yeah, uh, they're smart. Tacos and hot dogs, the condiments are placed on top vertically, right? They're just placed mm-hmm. inside mm-hmm. that like opening. Whereas yep. like a sandwich, it's tucked in, it's below the fold. So mm-hmm. it's held securely and therefore you can eat it normally. Right. The bread acts more of a clasp and less like a, like a bucket. Yes, precisely. 
Interesting. And why do you think there is these like derivations in like topping delivery? Because you'd think all optimized around just a single one that's like most ergonomic and efficient and flavorful, but we still have so many options out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good question. Like tacos start with a tortilla mm-hmm. where you just like plop shit down in the middle and then like you just pick up the tortilla and you mm-hmm. eat it. So the taco shape yeah. is just like built from necessity. Whereas a hot dog is kind of like a like a twisted sandwich in a way. Mm-hmm. Like the hot dog starts from the meat typically. And then what you're trying to do is you're trying to find a way to wrap your meat to protect it. Yes, when you exactly. insert it in your mouth. Mm-hmm. Good call. Yeah. But the sandwich, that's an interesting one because the sandwich falls somewhere in between. Like you start with the bun, but then the toppings inside are really like the important you want to protect. So it's, I think I think we're not going to solve this on this podcast today, but I'm curious what the listeners think. So think. How, how do they feel about the philosophy of handhelds? Mm-hmm. Um, handhelds uh, are unsafe, guy, and I don't trust them. Especially no, people. Especially the meatball. That's a loose cannon, quite literally. Mm-hmm. Shoot a cannonball right down on your little white Air Force Ones. Playing soccer under the table. Yeah. <laughs> Ty, I want to tell you this. I brought meatball not because I wanted to say this soccer joke, but because I want to tell you about the Bachelorette episode that I watched last night. Did you happen to catch that on CTV? You know, I thought about tuning into The Bachelorette last night, but I just couldn't make the time. It's one of my greatest regrets. Mm, I'm jealous that Bay didn't make you do that. (laughs) Uh, Um, Yeah, this seems a little off-brand for you, actually. Like, that show's kind of washed, isn't it? Fairly washed, but I I would say I'm like a new um, member of The Bachelor Nation. So, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh this is like my third season ever watching like maybe second season all the way through so i'm kind of down to check it out um it's interesting to me it's like weird and culty and Mm -hmm. like the fact that there's a whole twitter universe behind it is great Mm -hmm. oh yeah just like the bachelorette zeitgeist is so interesting yeah it's really an enigma Mm -hmm. i agree um, but I bring it up because you know how at the beginning of every episode or every season, like, um, the bachelor or bachelorette has to sit and wait for all the guys or girls to come through the door and like they introduce themselves and, and they, say what yeah, up. Yeah, and they, and, they show up and they always in like weird, weird costumes, right? Yeah. They do anything they possibly can for attention. Um, mm-hmm. and one person Self-described meatball enthusiast. That was his title on the screen. <laughs> uh, pulled up with a looked like a like three foot long meatball sub. Like it was no. it was huge. He came out of the limo with a. It looked like a party sub, like a giant sub from Subway, but it was the meatball. And he like I I just zoned out when he brought that out. I couldn't take my eyes off the screen. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what he even said, but he. 
probably just was hungry and decided to split it with the boys once he made his way into the villa. Hell yeah. I feel like it's a very smart move on opening night. If you're pulling up in a limo to a frat house filled with like 17 other dudes, you're going to make some friends with a three-foot-long meatball sub. Mm-hmm. Maybe no girlfriends, but at least 10 guy friends. So that's that's a win in my books. No, nobody's there for love, Eric. No one's actually there for love. They're there to make friends and build their following. Mm-hmm. I hope to God this bitch don't fall in love with me. <laughs> like, I want to make it as far. It's actually the art of the lead on, in a sense. You want to lead on her as long as possible so that mm-hmm. you may stay on the show and build your cult following and get to know mm-hmm. the other fellas. Yeah, the art of the lead on while somehow like making them dump you. That's the way to mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. You want to be runner up. You don't want to be in an awkward proposal situation you want to be like second last episode you dip before the no one wants to be the last person at a party Mm -hmm. (laughs) well show up late and leave early exactly Mm -hmm. wow a lot of parallels to dining in at subway too no kidding yeah (laughs) big allies big allies hi we gotta we gotta cut her right here because uh I'm I'm sweating too much, Ty. I, I might have had a meatball sub. That's how much I'm sweating right now. Yeah, buddy. I am so clammy right now. I'm dehydrated. I think I need to go like to the drink machine and get some Gatorade. Mm-hmm. Get this guy some electrolytes. Mm-hmm. Stat. Stat. All right, King. Well, it was a pleasure recording with you as always. Thank you to the Breadheads for joining us on this hot episode, this toasty episode. Just a couple of car guys hanging out in their vehicles. Mm-hmm. Two whips, two guys, mm-hmm. no sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Honestly, we better do better. We better do better. I don't know what that means. Do Is better. that a Drake line? It sounds like a Drake caption. <sighs> yeah, you it know does. what? Honestly, never mind. You. <laughs> Think fresh, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Catch you next week. Ciao.